The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network, the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hey folks, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Item of the Week. If the Twitter toddler in the White House has you completely stressed out, head on over to BubbleGenius.com and pick up their exclusive Republican voodoo doll featuring the face and body of our cartoon dictator. This item is only available for a limited time, so get yours now. Only $25 at BubbleGenius.com, with a third of the proceeds going to support the campaigns of resistance candidates across the country. Plus, if you use our promo code BOBC at checkout, you'll get 15% off your entire order only at BubbleGenius.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. Stop the hammering! Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Two. No, no, it's going to be fun. It was a party in Vegas. A lot of drugs, a lot of people I don't know. I was there with Crystal Lee and this guy, Paul Brown, who wanted me to invest in a TV show for Crystal. I don't know. Well, I don't know, it's going to be like a Dallas set in Washington. Well, Stu, what does it matter? Okay. Okay. Gus! Yeah, um, the Swiss make an anti-aircraft gun called the Arlecon. Listen, Charlie. 20 millimeter cannon, high rate of fire. Uh, I know the Arlecon. Don't forget the limo driver. What do you mean? Oh, you took a limo from the casino or the airport, maybe. It's easy enough to track down a limo driver, hand him a subpoena, ask him if anything was going on in the back seat. So, you know, in terms of cleaning up this... Were you listening at the door? I wasn't listening at the door. Were you standing at the goddamn door no. listening to me? How could you even... That's a thick door! You stood there and you listened to me? I wouldn't stand at the door. Don't be an idiot. I bugged the scotch bottle. What? Uh, it's got a little transmitter on it. I got a little thing in my ear. Get past it. Don't believe this. Who the fuck? Who the fuck are you? Not my ear right now. Take it easy. I was going to tell you about it, but I'd leave the room for a second because you were getting indicted. Oh, you're getting indicted. Is there a camera in here? Uh, it's a little paranoid. That's right. Will you take the bug off my scotch bottle now? Sure. Bob Seska. Bob Seska. You really are sick. The Bob Seska Show. The hammering. Hello, Bob. So, uh, I'm thinking about not bleeping the show anymore. I'm thinking about. I'm not all for that. I'm thinking about not doing it anymore, and I, I know that kind of. One of one of the premium selling points that we have for our Patreon page, if you if you sign up at fifteen dollars a month, is there aren't any bleeps in the version of the show that you get for paying fifteen dollars a month, and that's the only thing at this point that's keeping me from getting rid of the uh, getting rid of the bleeps. But I feel like I feel like at this point we're no longer there's no longer an issue. While I think <laughs> I think I don't know one hundred percent for sure. I think we're still on the radio in Washington, D.C., on a very small uh, radio station called WPWC. It's We Act Radio in Washington, D.C. I, you know, and there have been many times over the course of the last several years that we've been on that radio station in which I just missed bleeps. And I assume they, they put it on the air in any way. 
And they haven't gotten in any trouble. There hasn't been any issues with that. And I just, I feel like the time that it takes to bleep the show, um, the bleeps don't seem to add anything to it as far as I'm concerned. And it takes extra. Yeah, don't do it. All kinds of extra time to go through and, and find all the obscenities. And then, as I was just saying, you know, I invariably miss a bunch of obscenities. So there are going to be obscenities in this show. I am not going to bleep this show. Now, if the outcry is like, oh, my God, we want to listen to the show with our kids in the car, please keep bleeping the show. Well, I may consider going back and, and bleeping the show. I just wonder how many people who have their kids in the car who want the bleeps are cussing in front of their children at other times. <laughs> That's exactly right. But of course, Bob Seska can't say obscenities on the show. So uh, I'm thinking about doing that, and I think we're going to start with this show. And and one of the reasons is we've got this great thing. It fucking sucks. Oh my God, Lawrence, <laughs> Lawrence O'Donnell. Uh, we've got this Lawrence O'Donnell audio here that everyone's been talking about. And I want to play a little bit of it, and then I want to talk about... But wait, you haven't introduced me. Well, Kimberly Johnson <laughs> here. Is, she's sitting right over there, yeah. Hello. Kimberly Johnson is the author of The Virgin Diaries. She's also the author of American Woman and Peyton's Choice. Buy them now through our Amazon link at bobseska.com. Also, the forthcoming author of Peyton's Fetus, the sequel to <laughs> Peyton's Choice, in which Peyton's Fetus escapes at the end of the story and goes and rides the rails with his little uh, the little uh, bandana knapsack at he the end of the story. Lives, lives by and, his wits. And rides the... Why do you hate America, Bob? <laughs> there's, that, there's a commercial that they show on MSNBC all the time with... With this girl sitting in the passenger seat of a car, and she looks over and she sees herself sitting in the rail car, you know, like riding the rails like a hobo. And she's <laughs> fantasizing about herself doing that. Every time I see that commercial now, I think of it's her, Peyton's fetus. Peyton's fetus. All grown up. <laughs> Peyton's fetus sitting there with her. I don't know where the hell I That's came up with That's all Bob's that. idea. Not mine. I think there were some substances at play <laughs> when I came up with that one. I hate to, hate to say. But nevertheless, you can buy uh, all of Kimberly's books at uh, Amazon.com. All legal or... substances, of course. <laughs> yes, of course. Of course. Of course. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, buy, buy Kimberly's books through our Amazon link. Yeah, right. buy them. So, uh, so Lawrence O'Donnell, we're going to get, by the way, we're going to get to everything Trump Russia. There's lots of stuff oh, to get to. Oh, and it's going to be Trump juicy. Russia. Yes, with the aluminum king in the news now. And also, we're going to talk about uh, lots of uh, Graham Cassidy to talk about, lots yeah. of healthcare to talk about today. And by the way, Jackie Schechner was supposed to be here today. She had something else that she had to do. Which was more important. Because, yeah, because they're launching, <laughs> right. Well, they're, they're launching investigateRussia.org right now. Uh, Rob Reiner and David Frum. This is sort of their brainchild. And Jackie Schechner, our own Jackie Schechner, is running the entire David thing. Frum? David Frum is also linked to it. It's, really? it's basically, a, I mean, they're paying for it. It's David Frum and Rob Reiner are the main two figures behind it because it is a bipartisan website. Right. And, uh, and, and of course, Jackie Schechner is basically running the entire website by wow. herself. I mean, she's running That's the whole impressive. thing. And so they're rolling that out. And of course, Jackie Schechner's doing a lot of press right now and doing a lot of things to promote that and, and having a lot of meetings and yeah, things I like that. Yeah, I saw the so, uh, Morgan Freeman video. So she couldn't come in and, and be on the show today. She couldn't come into your office and sit on the couch behind you? <laughs> That's right. It fucking sucks. <laughs> I know, I know. Don't, don't be so sad about it. All right, so uh, that brings us to Lawrence O'Donnell. And I want to talk about this at the top of the show, just to clarify a few things about this audio. In case you haven't uh, heard, I guess it was, who was it? Media Matters? Mediate. 
Mediaite, Mediaite came up with this uh, audio. And I guess it leaked from someone at MSNBC. Audio and video. Yeah, audio and video of Lawrence O'Donnell freaking out back on, I guess it was his August 29th show. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about Lawrence O'Donnell's audio. This was a legitimate rave out. I think Lawrence O'Donnell was absolutely justified to absolutely flip his shit on, on this because... And and the way this separates from the Bill O'Reilly audio, we all know the Bill O'Reilly audio, right? I have it right here. Mm-hmm. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. <laughs> I can't get it up. Okay, I don't know what. Whatever it is, it's not right on a teleprompter. I don't know what that is. I've never seen that. No, there it is. We are going to do Sting. Yeah. Okay, but <laughs> okay. now I can't read it. There's no there's no words on it. Okay. <laughs> That's a lie. Hey. Sure. There's no words there, there to play words. us out. Now what he's does just that saying, mean, to play us out. Right. This is just that's Bill O'Reilly being a dick to his staff. That's all that is. Bill O'Reilly can't read the outro to his act or whatever show he was hosting. What did he host? Entertainment Extra or something like that or Current Affair. Oh, was it Current a Affair? Current Affair. I don't know what the hell show it was. I but, don't know. But Bill O'Reilly uh, went nuts one day trying to read the outro to his show leading into the end credits. He's trying to introduce a a video by Sting to play us out. And Bill O'Reilly claims to not even know what to play us out really means. And of of course he does. Of course he does. In the case of Lawrence O'Donnell, however, this was a scenario. And this is one of the reasons why I don't do television i've been invited many times to go and do the cable news shows i don't like doing the cable news shows and one of the reasons i don't like doing the cable news shows is that earpiece now i've I've done radio and and podcasting uh my entire adult life and i'm accustomed to wearing headphones but that with that earpiece in there you're always hearing people talking in your ears Mm -hmm. so try this experiment at home if you want to uh or if you have a public speaking engagement, even better. Like if you're speaking to a couple hundred people at an event or something like that, put in your earbuds and listen to a podcast, an all talk podcast, people talking in your ear and then make it loud enough that you can hear it, that it's in the forefront of your brain and then try to deliver those public remarks. You will not be able to do it unless you are tremendously skilled at listening to one thing and saying something else at the exact same time and then doing that over an extended period of time with a sizable audience. And remember, Lawrence O'Donnell's audience is huge right now. So what happened here is that there was stray audio playing in Lawrence O'Donnell's earpiece. And as he was trying to conduct his entire show, whether it was interviews or going to something he refers to uh, SOTS in this video, which is sound on tape. That's the acronym. Uh, he's trying to throw to that and and trying to do his show with all kinds of insanity. He even describes it as insanity going on in his earpiece. And, and then if that isn't bad enough, uh, someone starts hammering in the hallway outside his studio. So not only does he have insanity going on in his earpiece while trying to do his show to a large audience, there is also someone like audibly hammering. If you listen carefully enough to the audio, you can hear the hammering. By, by the way, I was on the Stephanie Miller show as, as usual Wednesday morning. And as I was talking, someone upstairs, right above us, lives, lives above us, was banging on their floor, apparently objecting to the fact that I was speaking so loudly. 
And that was so distracting that if you listen to my appearance on the Stephanie Miller show, if it happened to get excerpted or if you caught it on free speech TV or on Sirius uh, XM radio, you probably didn't hear the banging, but you probably heard me not making any sense because I was so distracted. When Stephanie was talking, I'm, I'm hearing this banging going on upstairs. I'm like, what are they mad about? Am I speaking too loudly? What's going on? Am I going to get in trouble for this? Am I going to be able to do the show next week without the banging going on? So all these things are running through my head and I'm not being able, I'm not paying attention to what's going on in the show. It was the same thing with, with Lawrence O'Donnell. So I urge you not to compare the two things. Yeah. yeah they're and both... then I have something to say when he's through. Right, right. So here's a little bit of this, uh, this audio from Lawrence O'Donnell the other day. What's going on? Why am I losing this? Why don't I have sound? <laughs> All right, it's back. Someone's pressing buttons and turning my sound off. Yeah. Who is, who's asking for a Labor Day rundown in oh, my ear? I know this. Someone in that control room is out of control. <laughs> There's insanity in the control room tonight. You have insanity in my earpiece. Don't, don't leave it there. It's not my earpiece. It's somebody talking on our lines. Every time we go to a SOT, there's a woman talking in my ear about something that has nothing to do with what we're doing here. Oh, my God. Coming up, is Donald Trump going to be called to testify to Congress? Michael Liskoff has the latest on that. Clear. Stop the hammering. <laughs> Stop the hammering out there. Who's got a hammer? Where is it? Where's the hammer? Oh is it on that? the... Go up on the other floor. Some you know what this does? Uh, this convinces me, and I, I kind of had the sense that Lawrence O'Donnell had a mercurial temper. <laughs> he well, he's an Irish. He's, he's got that Irish temper. Yeah, Boston Irish. Boston Irish. I swear to God. And We've seen his temper before. He gets a look on his face. Yes, a and look that literally could kill somebody. Like he can shoot... Like he would kill a puppy by staring at it too hard. <laughs> That's right. He can shoot flames from his <laughs> eyebrows. Yeah. You know, it's just like, oh my God, that's a terrifying... I never want to be on the end of that. Like, I can't even imagine having an argument with him and him looking at me that way. Yeah, yeah just the terrifying, angry face. Yeah. You, know, you know who it reminds me of? Huh. Reminds me of my dad. It really? reminds me of my dad. But yes, my brothers and I, when we were playing sports as kids, and I was never any good at it, so I was always screwing up on the field. <laughs> There's a great, like... Uh, uh, eight millimeter film of me playing soccer <laughs> and just it. trying to be as far away from the action as I could. And just where, randomly running around. <laughs> just running back. And, I don't know what the hell is going on. But we used to have this thing, my brothers and I, whenever we would screw up, whether it was on the baseball field or on the soccer field or whatever, as soon as we would screw up, our eyeballs would find my dad <laughs> in the crowd and lock right on. And and he was he was making that Lawrence O'Donnell face, the Lawrence O'Donnell angry f with the eyes and the pursed lips, and just like mm, like like his whole head was going to melt down onto his body like a candle. And then he would strangle us like that. Mm -hmm. But of course, my dad never strangled us. But 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 you get the idea. It was just this terrifying look on his face and so i never want to just in, i'm making a mental note for the rest of my career i never want to anger yeah don't piss lawrence off lawrence o'donnell, o'donnell whatever do, you do <laughs> do not 
piss him off. All right, let's let's continue with this audio. Somebody go up there and stop the hammering. <laughs> stop the hammering. Oh God, I have so been. I'll there. go down to the goddamn floor myself and stop God, it. Keep God the goddamn damn. commercial break going. Goddamn. Call fucking Phil Griffin. I don't care who the fuck you have to call. Stop the hammering. It's so great. Empty out the goddamn control room and find out where this is going on. It's either there or there or out there somewhere. <laughs> The woman talking in my ear was talking about the Labor Day special <laughs> repeatedly every time we went to a sot. And what happened to those pictures I was supposed to see? And then he would like, <laughs> what, what you're missing in the audio is I think two times in the video, he got like so angry yeah. that his body just tensed up and he would put his all, like fists up in the air. Yeah, his hands like went up like this, like, yeah. uh, 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 like he couldn't, like he, he was, he was so, so pissed. Yeah. Like it animated the, his anger animated his body. To yeah. Just... Well, I mean, we've all been there. We've all been so angry that, you know, you either hit the desk or, you know, or something. I have been there in the last, in the previous two podcasts. <laughs> And that's where I was. We had technical problems last Thursday with David Ferguson. We had excruciating technical problems on Tuesday with Buzz Burbank. These were all things that were out of my control. You know, it was just the dumbest thing on Tuesday because a, a patch cable got jarred loose a little bit. And that was the that was the problem. So Buzz's audio was randomly going to half volume during the second half of the show. And so while I didn't, yeah, you know, I wasn't pausing in the middle of the show and, and screaming, you know, obscenities. I, it fucking sucks. I wasn't, Stop the hammering. <laughs> I wasn't saying that, but I wanted to. In my head, it was like, you, know, you remember the old Bugs Bunny cartoons where you see a character like Elmer Fudd would get, or Daffy Duck would get so angry? Yeah. His, you would see like an internal view of his brain and it was like a big mushroom cloud, just yeah. an explosion going off in his head. That's what was happening to me. And if you're, if you're trying to concentrate and you're trying to focus on delivering entertainment or news or information to your audience and there are technical problems that are completely out of your control. Breaking your your concentration, you know, is this and, and of course the same thing happened to me Wednesday morning, as I was saying before. So there are all these examples, and I, I've been there just so many times. So I so sympathize with what Lawrence O'Donnell went through. And and again, we have to distinguish between Bill O'Reilly just being a dick and Lawrence O'Donnell just like, what the fuck is well, going I on? Would, I would like to distinguish the fact that. Lawrence O'Donnell tells the truth. Yeah. And Lawrence O'Donnell works his ass off um, in, in f for the positive. Yes. You know, he uses his power for the good. And I can't even imagine hosting a television show and always being in a great mood. You know, and, and know. while people around you are hammering or, you know, whatever they're doing that's causing you to have a harder time. So, you know, every we all lose our patience and we all lose our temper at some point. And, you know... It's understandable yeah. uh, that he got so angry. And, and, and actually, I'm kind of pissed that media I even put this out. Mm. Um, I don't not. really think it's fair. <laughs> I'm not. It's I know. A, it's everybody, so everybody's, you know, using it and it's coming yeah. out. And he apologized. And I don't think he necessarily had to. But I understand why he did. But I, I wish they didn't put it out because... Uh, it, it it's painting him in a light that you know some are gonna take that he's an asshole or he's a jerk and and you know what maybe he is I don't think he is though but uh, so what yeah. he's doing the country a service right right and you know last night Rachel went on this whole 
uh, rip about how American journalism is is great, and it's it's yeah. you know she started off with this one little report about uh, the RNC. What was what was the RNC? Um, Oh, it was, the, it was about Kalimnik bragging that he was able to get that uh, platform plank about Russia right, removed right. from and the it, RNC and platform. And so whatever uh, reporter, whose name, yeah. of course, escapes me, um, got that story, and that started this chain of other stories to all, to where we are right now. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, I, I consider Lawrence a part of that whole thing, and so um, for I'm going to laugh at, at the hammering because it's funny. <laughs> yes. Of he lost it. his temper. And yeah. you know, we always it's really easy to sit back and watch someone else get pissed and laugh. Yeah. Stop the hammering. <laughs> and he's so angry. <laughs> and I have always I love loved that. Lawrence. I will always love Lawrence. Yes. And I, I don't care that he lost his temper. So there's my I there's know. my take. And I, I feel the exact same way. It's just it's funny to me. I've always collect ever since I've been in, in radio. Actually, I started in radio. I, I did my very very first radio show exactly 25 years this month was my very first time on a legitimate radio station at college and ever since then i have collected audio outtakes weird like celebrities saying things in an um, impromptu way uh improperly i mean you've heard a lot of the clips i've played them on the show elvis saying he's gonna rip their tongues out by the roots (laughs) and uh and of course there's this one we're up to our long distance dedication (laughs) and this one is about kids and pets and a situation that we can all understand whether we have kids or pets or neither (laughs) it's from a man in cincinnati ohio and here's what he writes Dear Dear Casey, Casey. this may seem to be a strange dedication request, but I'm quite sincere, and it'll mean a lot if you play it. Recently, there was a death in our family. He was a little dog named Snuggles, but he was most certainly a part of... Let's come start again. From coming out of the record. Play the record, okay? Please. See, when you come out of those up-tempo goddamn numbers, man, it's impossible to make those transitions. And then you got to go into somebody dying. You know, they do this to me all the time. I don't know what the hell they do it for, but goddamn it, if we can't come out of a slow record, I don't understand it. Is down, down on the, the phone. phone. Okay, I want a goddamn concerted effort to come out of a record that isn't a fucking up-tempo record every time I do a goddamn death dedication. <laughs> Now, make it, and I also want to know what happened to the pictures I was supposed to see this week. Pictures? It's a god, last goddamn time. I want somebody to use his fucking brain to not come out of a goddamn record <laughs> that is, uh, that, that's up-tempo, and I got to talk about a fucking dog, dog dying. dying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the classic one right there. That's the ultimate oh, celebrity rave out. I just love that so much. And if you notice, the commonality between the Bill O'Reilly freak out and the Casey Kasem freak out is they're both just having trouble reading what's on the page in front mm-hmm. of them. They just are, are ha- they're, they're reaching a mental glitch somewhere in the recording of their shows, and they can't read what's there in front of them. Lawrence O'Donnell was reading just fine. It was just someone else was right. screwing him up. So that's and, the- and also, we're, we're well aware... O'Donnell has a temper. He lost it on yeah. uh, on that woman. Um, mm-hmm. who, what is her name? That that birther woman, Orly Tate. Orly Tate. He completely. It was 
freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, he had those daggers flying out of his eyes at her. And just, get her off my show. And oh, just, yeah. it was so off. Yeah. And then he also uh, was, and it was very weird. <laughs> I think it was quite weird mm-hmm. when he was getting all um, macho and suggesting that Tag Romney and, hit, and like take a punch at him, take a swing <laughs> at him. Yeah, and he and went he's, all like, looking right. He's like, he gets out of his chair and he's swaggering on the set and he gets right in front of the camera and he's like, come on. And, he's, and, and, and then he goes all Boston. Yeah. He's oh, got his totally. Boston accent like so thick. God so, damn it. Yeah, so it's like... Clearly, he's got a temper. We've seen it before. He's taken it out on yeah. certain guests or certain people in the in the uh, in the political realm. But yeah. uh, anyway, yeah, I, you're right. I mean, it's like he was getting angry because he was he was prepared. He showed up prepared and and and, and professional, and everybody else around him was making his job more difficult. Yeah, first time I ever saw Lawrence O'Donnell on MSNBC. I had seen him on The West Wing, but I had never seen him on MS before. And when he was on, uh, he was on in 2004. It was in August of 2004, right before the election. And the big story of the day was the swift boating of John Kerry. So they had the guy who was partly responsible for the swift boating, and that was the uh, conspiracy theorist 9-11 truther and Alex Jones minion, uh, Jerome Corsi. And they were on, and I think Pat Buchanan was also on. And Jerome Corsi started spouting off lies about John Kerry and... And Lawrence O'Donnell was one of just a guest. He was just he was just on. He, and he was in one of those little windows. I think it was a four piece window. There were four windows yeah. on the screen. And Lawrence O'Donnell just started screaming, "That's a lie! That's a lie! <laughs> I love that's him. A, that's a lie!" And Jerome, every time Jerome Corsi would start to talk, he would go, "That's a lie." I love Lawrence O'Donnell. <laughs> that's right. It's so love goddamn him. funny. Right, right. Stop the hammering. <laughs> He's yeah. so awesome. Yeah. Right. Oh my god, I love this so much. It fucking sucks. <laughs> right. Okay, so uh, let's move on here uh, uh, to Trump Russia because there's a lot to get to in all of this. By the way, if you want to uh, download my reading of the Steele dossier, it's available for $1, just $1 at my Bandcamp page. It's also available for everyone who's subscribed at $1 or more on our Patreon page. And you can get to that through bobseska.com, the big all caps link at the top of the page. All right, so uh, Drudge. I guess we'll start with Drudge and then work our way all the way up to Polly Walnuts, who <laughs> continues to be in the news. And the Aluminum King is in the news today. Uh, Drudge linked to Russian propaganda or Diza sites hundreds of times, hundreds of times, mm-hmm. especially throughout the 2016 campaign. That's Sputnik. Wait, what does Diza Deza stand for? Deza is just Russian propaganda. It's okay. a shortened form of the Russian word okay. for, for, for their propaganda efforts. And... Uh, so Drudge linked to TASS, Sputnik, and Russia Today, I think it was more than 400 times mm-hmm. throughout the 2016 election. And the question is, well, there are a couple of questions. The main question is, did he knowingly do it? Did he knowingly link to those propaganda sites? Or was he just like, Duh, I don't know, like, no, the, like a lot of the rest of us? Yeah, I think it was, I think uh, when, it was When you're a blogger, you know what you're linking. Yeah. And here's the damaging side of all of this. And I go back to something that Mark Halpern and John Heileman wrote in one of their books. I I can't remember exactly which book it was. It may have been, uh, I don't think it was Game Change. I think it was before Game Change. It was uh, maybe the Recount one. I I don't know which one. But at one point, Mark Halpern was quoted as saying, Matt Drudge rules our world. And at the time, he was talking about 
the Washington, D.C. press corps. Like, I think at the time, a lot of people would go to Drudge as a gateway to whatever else was happening in the news. And uh, that's and, and it still happens today. Drudge is one of the most uh, most clicked on uh, political sites, news and information sites on the entire Internet. I believe it's in if it's not in the top 100, it's definitely in the top 500 of, of popular sites across all websites on the Internet. It's right up there with like porn. And uh, Amazon. It's like Amazon porn drudge. That's all. That's like the top 100. Uh, but I mean, th- th- that makes it extra scary knowing that drudge not only is a propagandist for the Republican Party and the conservative movement, certainly the Tea Party for quite a while now, uh, uh, for the last uh, couple of years, Donald Trump. And now he's circulating all of this Russian propaganda. And we see how this works its way into the bloodstream of the discourse. If someone like Matt Drudge is linking to TASS, Sputnik, yeah. and RT. That's All of those links are then filtering out into the conservative blogger tubes and, and being circulated then on Facebook and, and on Twitter and on the blogs and so forth. And even legitimate news sites are probably picking up these stories too uh, as they get filtered through uh, this aggregator uh, of Matt Drudge and the Drudge Report. And so that's, that's really, really, really bad. And I'm wondering if... <clears throat> He's going to get uh, uh, notified by uh, the special counsel. He's just for questioning. Like, where did this come? Did someone contact you and say, could you please link these articles uh, right. for the sake of doing X or Y? Or just just a random question. Was he hearing from people like Brad Parscale mm-hmm. or people like Jared Kushner? How was this information getting to him? Or was it just the standard way Matt Drudge scouring those sites on his own? And finding those those links and putting them on his page. I, we don't know the answer to those questions yet, but uh, Media Matters is on this. But I want to segue into this uh, this Manafort thing and the Aluminum King. So this takes us back. This guy, this guy, the Aluminum King. His name is Oleg Deripaska. He's one of like two or three oligarchs who have like Putin's ear, like really closely. They're, they're, I mean, there are a lot of the oligarchs are in cahoots with Putin. Uh, who is also one of the oligarchs, by the way. Same with Medvedev, the uh, the prime minister. And uh, but Deripaska is one of the ones who are who's closest to Vladimir Putin. And so he's also the billionaire who agreed to pay Paul Manafort. <laughs> to give you a sense of how much money that Deripaska is dealing with, the aluminum king. He he was the one who agreed to pay Paul Manafort ten million dollars a year. And god damn it, they are so guilty. Mm-hmm. Ten million dollars a year to promote Russian interests inside the United States to basically just be a PR flack for Vladimir Putin and the Russian government. So that's how we first heard of the aluminum king, Oleg Deripaska. But now we have this news story that Paul Manafort offered the aluminum king private briefings or breedings. (laughs) I guess that could apply too. uh, With... with the, I mean, gave private briefings about the Trump campaign to the Aluminum King. Less than two weeks before Donald Trump accepted the Republican presidential nomination, his campaign chairman offered to provide briefings on the race to a Russian billionaire closely aligned with the Kremlin, according to people familiar with their discussions. Paul Manafort made the offer in an, in, an email to an overseas intermediary asking him that a message be sent to Oleg Deripaska. The intermediary, of course, was Konstantin, or nicknamed Kostya Kalimnik. And that was sort of his guy on the ground in uh, Kiev, in Ukraine. 
In fact, the uh, the big uh, Politico story linking Manafort and Konstantin uh, Kalimnik uh, is titled "Manafort's Man in, in Kiev." That's how closely right. linked they are. It's his it's his man in Kiev, and so through uh, uh, through Kalimnik. And Jesus Christ, you know, I'm barely hanging on. I'm ba- I don't know if you're with me on this too, Kimberly, but I am barely hanging on to the Russian names in all of this. Like, yeah, well, I don't even try. Who is Kalimnik again? Yeah. And what's his nickname? And Deripaska, and he's the Aluminum King. And then there's all these other Peskov and Lavrov and Kislyak. And God, I wish I could remember. You know what? Lawrence was talking about somebody who's organized a website. And of course it escapes me. He, that, you know what he said? You. He said this about the website. It fucking sucks. <laughs> no, no, no. There's somebody who created a website that helps. And, and I can't remember. So somebody can tweet it to me, but um, that helps you understand who the players are and yeah. how they're all connected. Investigate Russia.org. There you go. That is, is the that website. it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. He had uh, who did Lawrence have on the other that's night? That's true. Was, uh, it was Rob Reiner. Yeah, and there okay, was a, there you go. Doi. There's a video made by Morgan Freeman, right. that promotes the website, saying that we are at war. Yeah, exactly. It's calling it an attack, which right. it actually was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the message said, if he needs private briefings, this is Manafort writing to uh, Kalimnik uh, on the way to reaching Deripaska. If he needs private briefings. We can accommodate. That's what he said about getting private briefings about the Trump campaign. And of course, you know what this brings us to is the ultimate question, which is what did Trump know and when did he know it? That is the main question that we need to be repeating with every single one of these stories, because all of these stories dealing with Paul Manafort and Deripaska and Kalimnik and uh, uh, and, and Putin and all these characters, we, the, the central question needs to be, how how much did Donald Trump know about what was going on with his campaign chairman? Well, it's interesting, too, because um, in that article that you're talking about, I believe uh, that it he specified we, Manafort said we yeah. can get that information for you. Mm-hmm. So we. Yeah. Was he being literal like we right. like a bunch of us or was he just like using me the, and Trump the royal we <laughs> yeah. perhaps me and <laughs> me and Trump. And well, I want to know who I want to know how Manafort got into the Trump campaign like who's the one who suggested it or yeah. or came up with the idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean there are many many possibilities but I think we have a sense of <laughs> What exactly happened? Yeah, I mean, it was the Russians that yeah. uh, that wanted him in. But who was the well, person? Like, was it Roger Stone? Because he's totally freaking out right now. Yeah, um, he's on Twitter having a full on meltdown. Yeah, and um, knowing that he's on intercepts, uh, you know, that they have on Manafort. But who was the person? I want to know who the person that that got Manafort into the Trump campaign. Yeah, was I mean, it? We uh, know that it was the Russians that wanted him there. Was it, uh, it could have been Veselnitskai. I mean, it could have been any number of people. It could have been uh, Peskov, who was the guy who's uh, Putin's press secretary, who Michael Cohen was communicating mm-hmm. with. Or try, I think Michael Cohen was trying to communicate with, uh, with Dara Peskov. You know, I forget all this stuff. Says who? Right, right. Thank you, Michael Cohen. Uh, Says who? Yeah, I'm having a lot of trouble keeping all these characters. Says who? Right, right. Yeah, but I mean, in the... Uh, 
in the uh, steel dossier, Michael Cohen is is uh, accused of having multiple conversations, multiple contacts with uh, with Peskov. So, all right. So uh, we're going to set Russia aside for just a second as we talk about the Amazon link at bobseska.com. One of my favorite things in the whole world is to go to amazon.com through my link. And I try to play Stump the Amazon Link. I try to come up with obscure products to see if Amazon.com actually has them. Because as we know, Amazon has almost literally everything. And so what we're going to do here is we're going to play, for the very first time, we're going to play Stump the Amazon Link with Kimberly Johnson, who's sitting right behind me. And uh, this is going to be a brand new thing for her. So you need to come up with, Kimberly, a uh, an obscure item that you think the Amazon.com uh, website might not have. Okay. Uh, okay. So this is what I'm gonna say. Uh, okay. I don't know how I don't I don't know how to frame it correctly. All right. Uh, a blow. I guess a blow up male sex doll. A blow a male blow up sex doll. Yeah. A male blow up sex doll. Okay. We're gonna go to uh, bobseska.com <laughs> and just beneath the logo, the uh, big white letters that say my name right there. Just beneath that, there's a link that says Amazon link. I'm clicking that link that's taking me right to the front page of Amazon.com. So I'm gonna re- type in here or just male sex doll. Male sex doll. All right, here we go. Male sex doll at Amazon.com. Let's see if we can stump the Amazon link. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so we have several products here. There are... Oh, my God. There's something... There, there is. There are a few weird-looking things here. There's a... Uh, well, first of all, there's a Pipe Dream Travel Size Dirty Old Man Love Inflatable Love Doll. There you go. I can't even imagine the quality of who, this who item. Who uses that? $3.98. That's probably a high quality. $3.98. <laughs> it's, it's a total bargain. Yeah. But wait a minute. Um, I'm curious because I see. What is that thing? Up, up. I see. I see some. I see a couple of legitimate ones here. What do wow. you? What do you ask? What do you? What are we gonna ask? Well, like, it, how do you use the blow up one? Yeah. I guess. Well, it's got how, an appendage. How? It's yeah, but a, okay, but oh, so I guess the appendage part isn't the bl- isn't blow up. Yeah, there's that's got to be like a solid piece. I found a couple different options here. If you're looking for a male <laughs> sex doll, uh, there is the and I am. There's a male love doll by Nanma. <laughs> Nanma's uh, obviously quality products. In now the I know what I'm getting my mother for Christmas. Sex doll industry, <laughs> and this uh, male love doll by Nanma. Is named Trigger Travis. <laughs> I'm not making that up. Trigger is, Travis. You can get Trigger Travis for seventy-seven dollars and ninety-two cents through our Amazon link. There is also, uh, and this description doesn't have a name. It's just <laughs> inflatable male sex doll with vibrating penis. I, I'm gonna bring him on a, my next date, and that's how I'll introduce him. Like I'll go out on to some friend's house and bring him. This male sex doll. Hi, everybody. Meet inflatable male sex doll <laughs> with what? Vibrating penis. Vibrating penis. <laughs> that's gonna be. You just refer to him by his description on Amazon.com. Uh, <laughs> vibrating penis man. Yes, this is by Love and Vibes. Uh, retail forty three dollars and ninety nine cents. That's a bargain with the vibrating penis. This love doll has a mustache. It looks. You know who it looks like? Huh. It looks like Alfred Molina's character in Boogie Nights. <laughs> oh, my God. It looks like Ray Had Jackson. <laughs> I don't know if it comes with an accompanying uh, Cosmo love doll. I know, yeah. With the firecrackers. We need, he's Chinese. That's Cosmo. He's Chinese. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So, once again, we have not been able to stump the Amazon wow. link because, 
because Amazon.com has it all, and so can you when you go shopping until you're dropping while also supporting this show. All you have to do is go to bobseska.com instead of amazon.com. Once you've arrived at the podcast page, just click the all caps Amazon link just beneath the logo on the main page. It takes you directly to the front page of amazon.com. You go shopping as normal, but if you use our link, we get a small commission from everything you buy. It costs you nothing extra and helps support the show. If you own a small business, be sure to source your supplies from Amazon.com. Toner cartridges, backup batteries, paper clips, printer paper, and inflatable male sex dolls with vibrating penises. Use our link when you restock your supplies. And don't forget to bookmark it. It's the uh, BobSuska.com Amazon link. It's the only way to shop. The Bob Suska Show. Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Yes, it is. Welcome back to our Thursday show. We're talking about Paul Manafort and his ongoing dealings with the Aluminum King of, of Russia. Uh, any number of people could have linked these, uh, these characters up. I mean, I'm talking about Manafort and Trump. I think Roger Stone is a good... Uh, a good yeah. possibility as far as uh, the connection yeah, and between he's totally these freaking out. He did something. He, he tweeted last night, all caps, that uh, he was being wiretapped, even though, no, he was on intercepts. They yeah, were... no. Yeah. I mean, that's, let's, let's clarify that yeah. right now. Because if you remember, uh, we talked about this a little bit on Tuesday, but just as it bears repeating. Remember back to your Snowden documents. Here's the thing about wiretaps of American citizens. It can't be done without a warrant. So even if uh, Manafort was talking to Roger Stone or Manafort was talking to Donald Trump, unless there's a separate FISA warrant for Donald Trump's side of those conversations or rather Roger Stone's side of those conversations, though, unless there's a FISA warrant, those parts of the intercepts have been encrypted and can only be, and I learned this term the other day, decrypted i was saying unencrypted <laughs> but that's not uh it's evidently decrypted those sides have to be decrypted only with a fisa warrant so in that case if roger stone has a fisa warrant out against him or donald trump has a fisa warrant out against him i think they have more to worry about than just the wiretaps i think hmm. they're in much greater legal jeopardy so wait 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 let's go back for dummies because okay. i'm the dummy here all right sure um so Paul manafort uh, is is being listened to by the FBI. Yeah. And so there is a FISA warrant against him. Yes. So now let's say he's having a conversation with Roger Stone. Yes. So when you say that they're encrypted, yeah. you, what does that mean exactly? Well, what it means is that side, Roger Stone, let's say that there is a conversation with Roger mm -hmm. Stone. Uh, Roger Stone's side of the conversation is indeed collected. Mm -hmm. All right. It's collected and stored by the FBI, or in the case of the NSA, which was the, the right. basis for all of the Snowden documents, the NSA would store all of mm -hmm. that information. Uh, if it's emails, it stores the, the metadata, it stores the, the content of the emails, but it actually encrypts them so government agents, analysts uh, for the NSA, analysts for the FBI, oh, I see. they can't see... They can't understand, but, but do they know... That, it, that he was talking to Roger Stone, they just don't know what he said? That's a good question. I don't think that they can know the identity of okay. the person they were talking to. Okay. Unless, of course, they get a FISA warrant to unmask. Gotcha. Now, there is, gotcha. there is a way to unmask names mm -hmm. in intercepts, but I think they have a more difficult challenge. I think they have to get a warrant to unmask 
the actual uh, content of the right. communications. I, I even I have to go back and and refresh myself on the name. So that was a really good question. We'll have to research that and figure it out. Or as uh, Lawrence O'Donnell, someone left these entrails out. Now I've got to clear out all the entrails. <laughs> That's what he's saying on that. By tape. the way, uh, just everybody out there listening, Bob's uh, computer screen is still open up, opened up on the sex dolls. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's really inspiring. Actually, I'm looking at the female one here. It's just th- there's a female one that has uh, a woman's breasts and then a, a penis and testicles. Oh That's wow! It's, there you uh, go. Love dolls, silicone, bionic human body Something model for everyone. And it says there's a typo in this description. It <laughs> says sex dolls for D O L E S for man. Okay. And, it, and this one actually has a, a a male crotch and female boobs. Interesting. So enjoy. <laughs> that's that's fun for the whole family. <laughs> Um, okay, and so this is also connected to, this whole story is linked to Constantine uh, Kalimnik, as I was saying before. He's the former, remember, he's not just Manafort's cohort, Manafort's man in Kiev, as uh, Ken Vogel and Politico referred to it, but uh, he's actually former GRU. And the GRU, you might recall, is the... It's like uh, Russian FBI. Well, it's the it's the military's uh, uh, intelligence okay, operation. Okay, military. The Russian military intelligence, and his nickname is uh, <laughs> they refer to him as Kostya, the guy from the GRU. <laughs> That's how well linked he is to Russian military intelligence, hmm. and this is Manafort's man in Kiev. Mm-hmm. This is where I mean, again, this is the overlap between. The political propaganda side and the intelligence side in all of this. There's lots of swapping of personnel, lots of swapping of, of ideas back and forth between these characters. Uh, he was, uh, and he also said in the press that he was one of the people who was instrumental, or the main guy who was instrumental in killing the Republican National Committee platform about uh, taking a tougher posture on Russia. And that was the first story yeah. to come out about this last summer. Yeah. Or I, summer of 2016. Yeah, uh, just a huge deal. It was, it was, a, big, it was a big darn deal. A right? big darn deal. <laughs> you said it. You owe Sarah Palin a Coke. <laughs> All right. So uh, the next story is, uh, is my favorite story. This is This brings us right to the Oval Office. And that's why mm-hmm. I love... I love, 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 love this story. Mueller is now demanding that the White House hand over all its documentation pertaining to the following 13 items. This, this is super colossal. This is a massive, massive, massive story. Because again, we have heard all along about Carter Page and Mike Flynn and Paul Manafort and all of these characters, uh, obviously a bunch of Russians whose names I'm, I'm having trouble remembering, um, but a, a cast of thousands. But very seldom have we heard about leaked stories involving Trump himself. Uh, we have heard a little bit about obstruction of justice, and that's been a thing. But, I mean, the amount of culpability landing in Donald Trump's lap is been scant. I yeah, mean, and has... everything, all of these 13 categories, it yeah. appears is uh, what they're going after, what they're looking for is a solid case for obstruction. Yes, exactly. Exactly right. And that's what these categories uh, specifically address. So we have 13 categories, and here we go. Here's all 13. Number one, 
internal communications and documents related to Mike Flynn's FBI interview back in January. This is where the FBI was interviewing Mike Flynn uh, regarding his, uh, his relationship with Turkey, his relationship with Russia, and probably lied in those FBI interviews. Uh, number two, documents related to Flynn's conversations with the Russian ambassador in December. That's interesting. Of course, that's the uh, Sergei, uh, Sergei Kislyak is, uh, is, that, is the Russian ambassador, former Russian ambassador. No longer he was recalled back to Russia. Number three, records on acting Attorney General Sally Yates' warning to the White House about Flynn. What did the White House say? What did Trump know? And when did he know it? When was he informed? Was he ever informed? Uh, this is obviously going to include uh, uh, testimony and information from uh, Don McGahn's office in the White House, the White House Counsel's office. Uh, number four, materials related to Flynn's departure from the White House. This has everything to do with Mike Flynn being fired. Why was he fired? What, what was the legitimate reason why he was fired? Was there a cover story being put out? Have they, has anyone lied about that so far? So they're trying to get those materials too. Number five, communications on Trump's campaign foreign policy team, which may have included at least one suspected Russian agent. And I think we're talking about, not, not Derek, oh God, Akhmetchen? Is that the uh, Russian agent? I think Akhmetchen is the guy's name. He was the one who was in the you meeting. You know with- better than I do. I'm trying so hard. <laughs> he was the one who was in the meeting uh, on June 9th with uh, oh, okay, yeah. Don Jr., right, right. Veselnitskaya. Who else was in that meeting? Paul Manafort and Jared Kushner. Jared Kushner. Right. Who, who was bored and looking at his phone. I mean, Jared Kushner. When they were all worrying about the babies, the Trump, orphans. Trump's team of wackaloons, his lawyers, whether they're the the two crazy people, there's uh there's uh well there's Michael Cohen who is uh Trump's personal lawyer, but I'm not talking about Michael Cohen. Says who? Right. I'm talking mm-hmm. about um uh oh there's Ty Cobb mm-hmm. is one of them. There's uh the guy that, that you have a boner for, uh Mark Kazowitz. Is he still Yeah, because he's so hot and <laughs> He's so hot and shiny and shimmery. That's right. So I don't know if Kazowitz is still working for Trump, but there's uh, there's this uh, Trump's dream team of freaks and misfits representing him. And they're just speaking out loud about how to cooperate with Mueller in a restaurant in D.C. with Ken Vogel sitting right across the way, taking pictures of them and recording everything they're saying. Smart, smart people. That's why it's called Stupid Watergate. Uh, Number six, documents related to Trump's meetings with former FBI Director James Comey before his firing. And I'm wondering, and I think this is true, because uh, I believe any tapes would be included in a list of documents. Any, Any documentary evidence, any materials related to Trump's meetings with James Comey. And uh, so say us all, Lordy, I hope there are tapes. Uh, Number seven, records of internal White House discussions about Comey's firing. This could be where we have cover Mm -hmm. stories. This is where we could have confessions as to the actual uh, justification behind firing Comey. And, of course, Donald Trump himself said it to Lester Holt. Said that uh, he's f- fired James Comey because of Trump Russia. In fact, <laughs> Trump even said because of Trump Russia. <laughs> so he even said sort of the nickname mm-hmm. for the entire story, right? Uh, okay, number eight, documents related to external White House communications about Comey's firing. Lots of stuff about Comey's firing here. Number nine, documents related to Sean Spicer's comments about Comey the week before, before his firing. Before and after. Yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. Now, that means that Sean Spicer is going to have to get a lawyer. And my question is to whether or not White House and campaign staffers will be able to hork campaign money for their legal defense. Because if they can and they do, damn it, that pisses me off. Because mm-hmm. God damn it. God damn it. God damn it. I was hoping that they would and be he's able. On I was hoping that the financial stress of mm-hmm. dealing right. with this entire process and paying a legal team would motivate some of these people to flip on Trump. You know, I'm looking at people like uh, the digital director, Brad Parscale. Yeah, but it's I think it's more than just money. It's jail time. Yes, yeah, j- I mean, jail time. Uh, but I, I think if they know that... They're going to get pardoned? If they have information, but they know they were no part of it, they just, oh, ha- happen, to, okay. they just happen to wander in like the Roosevelt Room, as Trump was saying, let's talk to Peskov. I mean, it was like something like that happening, and, and, and that staffer remembers, why was Trump talking about Peskov? Well, that's, that's pertinent information that that witness would want to pass along to, to uh, Robert Mueller and the grand jury. The problem is that that person would then need to hire a lawyer. And even though they are innocent, they do have information. So at the very least, the, <laughs> they'd have to. I'm so cruel. I'm actually hoping that a bunch of White House staffers go broke trying to <laughs> hire a legal. I mean, I'm just looking for comeuppance here. Yeah. I mean, my main concern is that all these people are disincentivized from pushing forward with a another Russian operation uh, for obfuscating the Russian investigation, for aligning with Donald Trump. I think there needs to be punishment all around, if for no other reason, to discourage it from ever happening again. Because one of the main goals in this entire process, other than swatting down these stories as they come along or uh, dealing with the activism uh, surrounding all of these legislative initiatives, uh, repealing or replacing Obamacare and whatnot, is that we make sure that this never ever, that, that Trump is a one-off and never happens again. And if that means putting some people in the, in, in the uh, throes of a Chapter 13 because of their legal fees, fine. I can deal with that. And in fact, I would prefer that to happen. Again, it's disincentivizing these people. I'm just wondering, though. Um, well, are you? Did you read the whole list? Oh no, no, no! Okay. I'm up to uh, num- number ten just on the fin- countdown. Finish the list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what happened with those pictures I was supposed to see? God damn it! Is Don on the phone? Uh, number ten: materials related to Donald Trump's Oval Office meeting with Russian officials the day after Comey's firing. That was Lavrov and Kislyak, those famous photos in which Donald Trump chose purple as his face makeup color that day, which is, I don't understand that. It's In those pictures, Donald Trump is wearing a color face makeup <laughs> that we have never seen before, and it's very similar to Lavrov's face makeup. I, I almost believe that Lavrov gifted Donald Trump a jar of his very own Lavrov purple face makeup. And that's that's my face makeup observation about that meeting. But suffice to say, this is a situation where Donald Trump was blabbing top secret national security information, uh, specifically about Israel, to the Russians. Mm-hmm. And then also bragging about how he fired Comey to get rid of the whole Russia thing, is what he said to Lavrov and Kislyak. So there again... Uh, shows motive for obstructing justice, shows motive for firing James Comey. So that is is deeply important. Plus, what else did they talk about? Did they detail anything about the campaign? Did they talk about Manafort? Did they talk about Mike Flynn? We don't know. But 
Mueller is finding out. Uh, number 11, records related to last summer's Trump Tower meeting between top members of Trump's team and Putin-connected uh, Russians. Okay, that's, that's the big uh, Don Jr. meeting. That's a big deal. And, and there's a specific aspect of all of this in, insofar as we heard the story, I believe it was the New York Times reported on the fact that Donald Trump may have handwritten uh, Don Jr.'s first excuse, the adoption excuse, remember? Yes. <laughs> the Appalachian Trail was, yes. uh, euphemism in this whole story. Uh, so, so that may be, that's a huge deal. That's another, uh, and, and you know, I'm hoping that there is evidence coming out of more meetings like this. There had to have been more meetings between campaign officials and Russians. Uh, and well, obviously we have heard about those meetings. We just haven't heard about any, uh, content or the intention of those meetings, but we've heard about quite a few with Jeff Sessions and Jared Kushner who didn't disclose their meetings until after the press, uh, reported on them. Uh, number 12. Documents related to the White House's response to media inquiries about the Trump Tower meeting. I think this this is where we get to Donald Trump putting out basically fake news to Donald Trump Jr. That's the that's that would be part of those documents uh, unless they've destroyed them, which is a whole other issue. Number 13, any email or document the White House holds that relates to Paul Manafort, Trump's former campaign chairman. This should be interesting, too. Was Donald Trump, has Donald Trump been continuing to communicate with Paul Manafort after, after the inauguration, during the transition, perhaps, after Paul Manafort resigned back in August, I believe it was August 14th of last year, that Paul Manafort left the campaign? Have there been ongoing communications? I believe that there were, because I think one of the reasons why Donald Trump wants the Russia thing to go away is he's probably told his buddies, and of course, obviously, this is self-defense, too, but he's likely told his buddies, you know, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. I'll take care of everything. Don't worry about it. I make him an offer he can't refuse. I'll take care of it. <laughs> take care of James Comey for you. China. And that's, that's Donald Trump. So we'll see. Those are the 13 items that uh, Robert Mueller is demanding from the White House. And, you know, with the next story, there could be more additions to that list. There could mm -hmm. be more news that comes out. That will uh, tr trigger Mueller to ask for, for more information. So we'll see how that all proceeds. Meanwhile, the we've got more Facebook news and all of this, but I want to take one last break. We'll come back with the Facebook news right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska. Stop the hammering.
This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. <laughs> Stop the hammering! All right, we're back. I just saw some bad news. Oh, uh, what? Trump is at a 40% approval rating because of the hurricanes. Yep. I noticed that, too. Uh, in fact, he's doing a little better, I think, in the latest NBC people News People are stupid. 43. I think he's at 43. You know, it is. If people don't want to disapprove of Trump while there's something going on that they want Trump to fix, right. like some sort of humanitarian thing. Oh, mm-hmm. There's a, you know, war always does it. We bomb someone. That helps Trump out. But yeah, I mean, I'm looking at uh, the latest Gallup numbers. Uh, that's for, Let's see. That's the 19th. Is that the latest... Oh God! Well, it's he's actually gone down according Good. to Gallup for uh, for yesterday. As of yesterday, uh, his disapproval popped back up to fifty six from fifty five, and then his uh, disapproval went from let's see here thirty nine percent dropped down to thirty seven percent. So at least oh, there's good. there's some good news from Gallup. Uh, meanwhile, Russians used Facebook to organize Trump rallies in seventeen cities. Again, if we take each one of these stories mm-hmm. by themselves and we look at these stories and go, well, $100,000 in ad spending, that can't be too much. Next story comes out, how much was that $100,000 able to uh, get us? Seven million reach? Seven, 70 million. 70 million, which is even obviously much, much higher. And then we start to learn more and more. And the, and the window expands bigger and bigger as we move along. We see more and more of the iceberg exposed. And in this case, we're finding out that Russians used Facebook to put together all these Trump propaganda rallies. And again, you know, here's the problem with this in terms of gaining popular support to, uh, to follow this ongoing news story, the Russian attack, is that a lot of this story involves Americans being a bunch of suckers. Mm-hmm. And likewise with, with Bernie supporters who were, who were fooled into uh, you know, sharing and, and retweeting all of the, uh, the trolls and the bots who were pumping fake Hillary stories into uh, the bloodstream of social media. Well, in these rallies, as it was pointed out, I believe it was on Lawrence O'Donnell last night, that you know there might have been some um, people who weren't going to vote and then they saw these rallies and yeah. this caused them to vote for Trump. They went to these rallies. Now, granted, you know, those people are fucking stupid <laughs> yeah. to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, well, but I know that all not all Trump supporters are not stupid. Yeah. And, you know, actually there's a, I'm going to switch gears here just for a second real quick to sure. point out that I believe it was now this mm-hmm. put out a video that was quite inspiring of a Trump. There was, there was this Trump rally and a group of black lives matters matter activists showed up and the the trump guys who were on the stage actually said you know what come on up here we're going to give you two minutes in the name of free speech we're going to give you two minutes Mm -hmm. and um although they did get some blowback from the trump supporters you know people screaming things like what about black on black crime the guy who uh who spoke the black man who spoke to the to these people actually got them cheering many times and at, yeah. by the end uh there was some guy i believe he was like the one of the bikers for trump who asked this guy to hold his kid and take a picture with him <laughs> which shows that a lot of these people are um 
not all, but a lot of these people are just upset at what's happening, whether it's about the economy or, or, you know, I mean, obviously there's a lot of race that has to do with it, but you've got this white biker who asked this, you know, strong, intelligent black man, hey, thank you for speaking. Come take a picture with me and my family. Yeah. So clearly it's not all about race. I think race, you know, there's a lot of bigots out there and they're not all only Republican. Um, but anyway, I just, I just had to throw that in there because, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, these, I don't know what it was. I mean, it, when we saw clips of people at these rallies, we just saw this rage, yeah. anger and rage. And so if, you know, I mean, it, it's, it doesn't necessarily have to do with intelligence. So you've got this angry voter mm-hmm. and they see, oh, there's this rally. Maybe I'll go check it out. Yeah. And then that that anger is just like feeding. It's like f- they feed off each other. Right, right, right. Anyway. Uh, yeah, and and especially in a group dynamic where you yeah. may have you may have someone who yeah, they may want to have their picture taken with the black guy, you know, but but in a group they're just like, "Ah, f them." Right, but that's the thing. It's like when you when you have a situation where uh Black Lives Matters was introduced um and and, and had their opportunity to speak, they were able to win over a lot of these Trump voters. But most of the time at Trump rallies, it was just a bunch of angry white people screaming. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, right. And and we're going to find out that a lot of those angry white people... Were were triggered and prompted by Russian intelligence right, that was exactly. fed into their they, their their anger was whipped up into a frenzy. Yeah, exactly, exactly right, and that's the key here. You know, all it takes really is uh, just piggybacking on mm-hmm. onto piggybacking onto another story. Uh, and and she's. I mean, all you got to do is spend a little bit of time on Facebook, and it's very easy to see. It's, and how then this also, was... just like in a real life situation, if you've ever been, I was at a concert. It was a Rolling Stones concert yeah. in the late '80s, and the opening um, act was Guns N' Roses. And I don't know how far up I was, but let's say I was like, you know, I don't know, ten rows up. Yeah. So Axl Rose was down on the ground, and something happened, and I don't know what it was, but there was some kind of an argument that triggered uh, some audience member, mm-hmm. and thankfully nothing happened. But we've all seen how quickly it's just—it's just like a little tiny, uh, you know, just a just a oh yeah tiny yeah just flame that would ignite. Yeah yeah, I mean it happened to me at a concert, weirdly enough, where it was between. <laughs> Talk about late '80s concerts. I was at a Judas Priest concert. And the opening act was Cinderella. Boy, I'm so proud of that one. (laughs) And my friend Jay and I, it's between shows, and Jay starts getting into an argument with some crazy guy in the row in front of us who had, you know, he had the tattoos and he had the rings and everything, the really ornate Mm -hmm. metal, like silver metal rings. And Jay starts mouthing off to this guy. (laughs) This guy... Uh, he starts saying to this guy, uh, you're such a cool guy. Can I shake your hand? And the guy said, oh, I'm not a cool guy. And then Jay said back to him, uh, uh, oh, I know. I know you're not a cool guy. And then and that triggered the guy to to punch Jay in the face. Hmm. And so Jay punched this guy in the face. And so we, <laughs> he had to go get medical attention. <laughs> so we left. But what that, the entire row, the entire section of the, uh, of the Capitol Center, that's where it was in Largo, Maryland, 
erupted into a major fight. Yeah, I mean, and it's we, just a one, one little spark. Yeah, it was one thing. It was Jay saying to this this crazy guy, you're such a cool guy, <laughs> you know, sarcastically, and that triggers an entire fight. Yeah, and, and then what happens is people, you know, stampede each yeah. other. Like, you want free, you, you you want your discount TV at Christmas, right. and people will stampede and, and stomp all over and and kill it's that someone. So that's the thing. It's like these rallies, it's like you said, they play on that little kernel of anger or yeah. whatever it is. Um, and, and there you go. You, you've got a new voter. Right, exactly. Uh, it says here, uh, the August 20, 2016 events were collectively called Florida Goes Trump. Of course, Florida is involved here. And they were billed because, as, of course. Yeah. They were billed as a, quote, patriotic statewide flash mob unfolding simultaneously in 17 different cities and towns in the battleground states. It's difficult to determine how many of those locations actually witnessed any turnout, in part because Facebook's recent deletion, of course, Facebook deleted their evidence, of hundreds of Russian accounts hid much of the evidence. But videos and photos from two of the locations, Fort Lauderdale and Coral Springs, were reposted to a Facebook page run by the local Trump campaign chair, where they remain to this day. Oh, my. Right. So dumb, dumb, dumb. Yeah. So they've got that evidence there. On August 20, we want uh, our ga- we want to gather patriots on the streets of Floridian towns and cities and march to unite America and support Donald Trump, read the Facebook event page for the demonstrations. Our flash mob will occur in several places at the same time. More details about locations will be added later. Go Donald. Is what it says. Is what it says. And so, you know, it's very easy for something like that to just spread virally yeah. and make its way all around. And, and unfortunately, for- I have to agree with Bill Maher. People are stupid. Yeah, people are. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. I wrote an article for Salon maybe six months ago in which I basically said everyone who accepted this propaganda by Russia and circulated... All of this information, all of the fake news about Hillary Clinton, the ads, maybe information about these r- rallies that they're hearing about on Facebook, all of these people were unwitting enemy combatants yeah. in the Russian attack. They didn't know that they were fighting for Russia. They just did. You know, and while on the, at the same time, the entire Trump campaign yeah. were knowingly serving as enemy combatants in the Russian attack against the United States. Let's I ha- bear- I, wait, I ha- wait, before you play what you're going to play, I have breaking news. Okay, breaking news. Hal Sparks just retweeted me. <laughs> Hal Sparks retweeted you, huh? <laughs> and it's for healthcare. But I'm only saying that because we kind of got into that argument with him a couple of months ago. Boy, he was mad at me. <laughs> he, was so, he was so mad at me the other day <laughs> when that happened. <laughs> That's, and I, I've actually—I think I've re-followed him. I unfollowed him after that happened. But really? I, I, you know, I even forget what it was about. I don't know why. I Hal know Sparks... it's because he—he missed—he—he he didn't read your story, and he went on your headline, and he misunderstood what was happening. Oh yeah, and then he got—and oh, then we all got into a big fight. We got in a big fight. <laughs> he just got so pissy with me. I was like, yeah. what, what the hell? I'm not. And then of course I had to jump in. We're on the same side, Hal. Jesus yeah. Christ! But anyway, anyway, uh, I'm sorry for interrupting. I just had to. So we, we didn't get to anything about uh, Graham Cassidy, but I, I do want to mention here. Uh, I want to say something about that, too. OK, well, I'm, obviously, we're going to have to uh, bump a bunch of this over to the postmortem show. Talk about Graham Cassidy, the postmortem show. But I do want to mention, first of all, half of all voters now support Medicare for all. Yeah, I'll be perfectly clear about that. Only 35 percent oppose a single payer program in the United States. Now, here's the problem. With polling like that, because I also remember after Sicko came out, Michael Moore's documentary, support for a universal health care shot way up. Mm -hmm. 
And then as soon as we started to try to legislate it, right, shot way down. And the problem with healthcare is people don't understand it. So when they see it getting legislated, it gets very confusing. Mm-hmm. And right now, the Republicans are using that to their advantage with Graham Cassidy. Not a single goddamn. I don't know. <laughs> Using Lawrence O'Donnell's word, God damn, God not, a damn. Single, not a single God, God damn, God damn <laughs> medical organization actually supports this legislation. Not a single one. The AHIP, which is the main lobbyist group for the health insurance company, the, basically the health insurance lobby, AHIP, America's Health Insurance Plans, uh, is opposed to Graham Cassidy. Blue Cross Blue Shield is against Graham Cassidy. AARP. Yeah, I mean, let's, hell, while we're here, let's... American Cancer Society. Let's do the whole list. National Council for Behavioral Health is against Graham Cassidy. American Medical Association, against Graham Cassidy. ALS Association, American Cancer Society, American Diabetes Association, American Heart Association, American Lung Association, the Arthritis Foundation, Cystic Fibrosis Foundation, Family Voices, JDRF, which is a diabetes organization, Lutheran Services in America, March of Dimes, for God's sake, when you lose March yeah. of Dimes, you might as well. And I've been tweeting to Lindsey Graham, just saying, "Please, please, for God's sake, can you withdraw this uh, this legislation?" F you. I know, and that's probably the response. I think we need to start calling them pro death. You know, they like to call themselves pro life. Yeah, pro death. I think um, that's appropriate. You know what? But I, I just want to say, Matt Fuller of Huff- Huffington Post. Uh, tweeted, if you want to know how great the Graham-Cassidy bill is for the states, uh, they bribed what they, you know, they're, what they're trying to, abri- I'm not reading this, so that's why I'm going. Anyway, uh, they're bribing Alaska. Yeah. It's that they get to keep Obamacare. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, that is the bribe they're offering Alaska is, to vote yes on this. They're bribing, specifically, they're bribing Lisa Murkowski. Yes. Saying you can keep Obamacare if you vote again if you vote for repealing Obamacare. That is the most insane so ev- thing I've ever every heard. Every state should have that option. Yes. It is absolute madness. By the way, also in addition to March of Dimes and all those other organizations, the National Health Council, National Multiple Sclerosis Society, National Organization for Rare Diseases, Volunteers of America, Women Heart, all of these organizations are opposed to Graham Cassidy. The Republicans cannot come up with a single medical or healthcare-based organization that is in support of their legislation. Because they're pro-death. Not a single one. And you know why? Because this has nothing to do with policy. This has everything to do with trolling the left. And tax cuts. Tax cuts and sticking it to Obama. Yeah. That's the entire thing. This is no longer about policy. The entire Republican movement is no longer about policy. It is about trolling. It is about pandering to the poorly educated. Because they're, they're the ones who want it. I mean, for some reason, the you know the googly-eyed rally people who show up at all of Trump's rallies, they want this. They just don't realize that it would screw them first. Yeah. It'll screw the red states first. Because not only do they not have the Medicaid expansion in many of those states... But now they're actually saying, okay, well, we don't want coverage for pre-existing conditions either. (laughs) That's what they're saying. I mean, they're actually, they're the ones who are going to be harmed first right out of the chute because, of course, red state governors, red state state legislatures, they don't want to do anything that has anything to do with Obamacare either, which is why they didn't expand uh, Medicaid. So dumb, dumb, dumb. All these people, I'm telling you, again, another dynamic where it's the group. It's the group dynamic that screws everyone. 
All right, that is the uh, that is the show for this week. Uh, we've got the postmortem show coming up, and of course, uh, Kimberly will be back tomorrow for the after party. If you want to listen to our premium programming, go to our Patreon page. You can find it through bobseska.com. Uh, just next to the Amazon link, you can find the link to Patreon. You go there and you sign up for $1 a month. What could it possibly harm <laughs> supporting the show for $1 a no, month? No, it's just a $12 a year. You, that, spend more, you spend more at Starbucks or, you know, Netflix. It's like, it's like what, like 25 cents a show or something? You're, you're just supporting independent media, which is positive. You can also sign up for $5 a month. That gets you the postmortem show. $10 a month gets you the postmortem show and the after party. $15 a month gets you a commercial-free version of what you just heard. Now with obscenities, every place you listen. <laughs> All right, postmortem coming up next. See you tomorrow, folks. Bye-bye.